Welcome to the Marriage Cafe, where marriages come alive through the Word of God. With your host, Bishop William Pittman and Prophetess Loretta Pittman. Now get yourself a cup of something special and enjoy your time in the Marriage Cafe. Hello, we are here. We yes, are live. We are here. We are live. <laughs> so many things to remember. So many things to remember. I was about to hit that for you. Yeah. Ah, well, hopefully you guys can hear us, but we are live. We are live. Hallelujah. Lord Thank you, God. Jesus. And the thing repeat more than one time, mm. which is a good thing. Yes. Right? Hallelujah. Okay. Glory be to God. Alrighty, so I'm just mm -hmm. doing some sharing. Share, share, and share. Tell somebody we're on. Yes, let yes. somebody know we are live. Mm -hmm. And we're here. We just want to talk to you guys. Yes, we have a wonderful time tonight. In yes, the Lord. we want to talk to you Give guys a few tonight. People a so. chance to come on and um, get started. Yep, even though we are podcasting, podcasting, so we definitely want to be, you know, conscious of that. But yeah, mm -hmm. we're not going to wait too much longer. Oh, we're yeah, gonna, yeah. Get started in a few more minutes, but we Thank are God. here. We are here. Yeah. All right. You know, it's like I was saying before, it's always so <clears throat> tonight, like last week, you know, it was something behind the scene to get everything going. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, uh, yeah. we good tonight, y'all. We are good we tonight. Are good. Thank you, Jesus. So thank God okay. for you. Thank we you, Jesus. Yes, go live. We'll go ahead and get started. All right. Well, let's get started. Ready? Yes. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Marriage, marriage Cafe, Cafe, where marriage is coming alive through the Word of God. I'm Prophetess Loretta Pittman. I'm Bishop William Pittman. And we're going to go to the Lord in prayer and then get on our topic tonight. Hallelujah. All right, well, let's, let's go. Pray. Let's go. Dear Lord, we just come to you as humble as we know how. Just yes. thanking you for tonight. Thank, thank you for you, another Lord. opportunity Hallelujah. to go live. Yes. Uh, Lord, we just thank you for each and every listener tonight. We yes. pray that they get a rainbow word from you, Father. Use us tonight. Yes. We thank you again. Give you the praise, honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, we Jesus pray. Name. Amen. 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 So Amen. We want to let you know Amen. that on Facebook, we don't own the rights to the music, but we are fine with the rights to the music with YouTube. So just want to let you guys know that. But um, so anyway, uh, how was your week, Bishop? It was all right. Wasn't a bad week. You had a pretty good week. Pretty um, good week. Yeah, it was a good week. It was mm. a really good week. Um really good week. We celebrated my niece's birthday yesterday, which was fun. Went to Atlantic City and did that. It was a lot of fun doing that. So, but all this week has been, it's been busy, you know, busy yeah. and everything and stuff, but all in all, it's been good. Mm -hmm. God is good all the God time. God is good all the time. Right? No matter what, he no good. No matter what. No God matter what. He is so, no matter what you're going so through. good. So, God is we just pray you guys are in the cafe. We are live. We are here. Yes. We are live and we are here. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, we're going to go ahead and um, get into our topic. All righty. So, um, yeah, let me get in here into the cafe. I'm in here. If you guys want to talk and chit chat or whatever, we are here. And like I said again, we are live. So yeah. sometimes they say, let go and let God. Yes. <laughs> All righty. So anyway, we're going to talk about, um, we're going to go into Ephesians 525. And I want to read. Husbands, um, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So me and my husband was discussing um, 
you know, it just kind of came to me that we have all this information on the Proverbs 31 woman, but we don't have all this information on a Proverbs 31 man. So that would that that pretty much, you know, I know that the Bible says that a man is supposed to do this and the man should do that and those things. But we don't have we got all this. I feel like we got all this stuff that a woman is to do. But you don't hear all these things that a man should do as far as loving their wives. You know, the Bible told the man, you know, in Ephesians, you know, it was Paul speaking and he was just talking about relationships. He talked about how we supposed to be with one another, husbands and wives. He talked about relationships with other people and those things and how we should be, you know, in the earth. And so when Paul was talking, he was talking to the wife, the husbands on loving the wife, on loving the wife. But he also did not talk to the man about submission of the wife. He talked to the wife about being submissive to her husband. So, you know, a lot of times we, all this time, we've been kind of like saying, well, the Bible says be submissive to your husband and those kind of things. And the Bible do say that. But Paul was talking to the wives and he was letting the wives know that's what you need to do. And evidently there was a problem with women respecting their husbands, you know, back then and submitting to them. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk a little bit on that right now. So husbands are to what it means for a husband. Okay. What does it really mean? What does that really look like? Because the Bible tells a husband to love his wife like he loved the church, right? And love himself. But there's, um, have the man in your life, let's just say a lot of men in people's lives have not seen that example. They hear it in the Bible, but they have not seen it so that they can emulate it on how to love a woman, how to be a husband, how a wife supposed to be respected, loved, cherished, all those things, the same as, you know, the wives. But now we're talking about the husbands tonight. We're not talking about the wives tonight. We're talking about the husbands. And so we wanted to, you know, I kind of was, you know, like I said, thinking about this and I wanted to know, well, what is it? Where is the example for some of these husbands on knowing how to be a husband? You know what I mean? So we already know where my husband got his example from, your grandfather, right? You got your example from him. And so a lot of people don't have grandfathers that they can get those examples from or, or, or fathers that they can have that example from. So they learn from the street or they learn from their own way uh, or they'll learn from how they grew up on how to love you and stuff like that. Because there's a lot of women out there and there's a lot of women, wives, suffering in the sense that they don't have, they not they are not shown the love that they feel as though they deserve because their husbands may be loving them with their type of love, not the love that the woman need and want and desire, but the love that they have known to give a woman, you know? And, um, you know, you see a lot of, lot of examples out there, you know, where, the, you know, people, you know, like I said, men are loving the wives the way they see fit to love them and not the way that God already had told them how to. So if God himself is not teaching that man how to love, where has this man learned how to love a woman from? Where did he learn that from? You know, some men learn from loving their mothers and maybe seeing how their mothers nurture them growing up or their siblings growing up. And then who is to even say that the way she was loving them was the correct way? So what I'm talking about tonight is if did the, where is the example? Now we know that Jesus is the example, but where in a man's life did he actually receive an example 
on what it means to love himself because a lot some men don't love themselves because the bible says the man will love his wife the way he loved himself and the way that god loves the church but there's some men that don't go to church there's some men that don't serve in the church that don't even know god that don't even know jesus so how is that person really loving you are they loving you from their own own way of loving and what way is that because a lot of it is not of God and it's twisted. So the Bible says husbands are to labor for the holiness and purity of the wives. This is what this should look like. Just like Christ labors for the purity of his church. And this means a godly husband will prioritize his wife's spiritual growth. Okay. How many men out there are really prioritizing their wives' spiritual growth? Number one. Okay. How many? Now, I'm sure you got some men of God out there that, that you know, feel as though they are, but are they? You know what I mean? Are they? And then also, two, number one um, on that list should be filling her spiritual, um, filling that woman's uh, spiritual, uh, let's make sure I say this correctly here, because <laughs> I got this. Okay. In other words, filling her spiritually. Okay, is that man really doing that? Her emotional tab. Okay, is that man really feeling, feeling, you know, filling that up? In other words, her emotional being. Okay, you know, women are emotional. We know this, right? I'm a woman. I'm emotional. And so, when you are emotional, is that man really filling you up emotionally? You know what I mean? Are you receiving what you need to receive from a man emotionally? And a lot of times, we women sometimes, sometimes. Um, that's not the case with some women. That's not the case with some women sometimes or some wives, let's just say. So how does a husband, a husband feel um, his um, wife's emotional being tank? In other words, her emotional tank. How does he do that? Okay. According to the word, a husband is to show eros. Okay. Eros. And eros love is physical and sexual and romantic love. Did you know that, baby? Mm -mm. Go ahead. Go for it. <laughs> no, I know you know. Yeah. But I'm just saying, when a man is filling a, a wife's emotional tank, that's what he's supposed mm -hmm. to feel. He's supposed to give her eros, which is physical and sexual and romantic love. Okay? Also, number two, a man is supposed to give the woman also phylos or philos, P-H-I-L-O-L-O-S. That is friendship love and warm love so friend being a friend to the wife and also giving her warm love not angry love not mean love not oh i'm doing it because i'm your husband love or you know not doing it because okay i just want to satisfy you and get you out of my face love you know how some of those are okay and then a man is supposed to give a woman agape love unconditional love mm -hmm. satisfied love Okay, so that's how you feel a wife's emotional tank. Her emotional tank need to be filled with those um, areas of love. Okay, so now one of the uh, main qualities of a godly husband, let me tell you what the qualities should be. A godly husband, one of the main qualities of a godly husband is that he is usually uh, chaste before marriage. In other words, he he's all already structured and ready spiritually uh before marriage 
Okay. That man needs to have, you know, um, he needs to be the one laid out before the Lord, you know, laid out before the Lord, giving himself to God, giving himself to God in the sense that he needs to get that direction from God and how to navigate his wife, how to navigate his marriage, how to navigate his family, his children, you know, all of that. So that man should already be ready for that. Just like there was examples of um, the king with, um, um, what's her name? The queen? Um, Esther. Esther, yeah, with Queen Esther. And how Esther had to go get prepared for that husband. She had to go through all these beauty treatments and all these different things. Well, that king was already ready for her. He had to be already ready for her spiritually, mentally, and all those things when she came in order to be able to give her those um, areas of love, which is the eros, uh, the phylos, uh, and the agape, you know, all of those things. So he had to be ready for her uh, when all, when, when, you know what I'm saying, when she came to him. So um, that man should already be, you know, laying prostrate before the Lord praying and getting his direction from God in order to be, like I said, to navigate this wife. So, okay. So now that man needs to lay chase before marriage. Okay. He needs to be chased before marriage. And then for him, love is more spiritual. Okay. The love is going to be more spiritual for that husband and less physical. In other words, when God bring you a man, that man, if he loves God and you say you want a man of God, then he's going to wait. He's not going to rush you into having sex. He's not going to rush you into any of those. He's going to lay and he's going to wait on that because he know that that is coming. And that is um, and that is something that is uh, big for him. You know what I'm saying? Like you got these people who are doing this right now and they're doing everything so casual, you know, so casual. But for a real man and a man of God. The physical is not what he's looking for right away. He knows that that's going to come as he is, you know, loving this woman and, and showing her spiritually, you know, loving her spiritually. So it's going to be spiritual and less physical for him. And he will love the woman with his heart and with his heart and only wait to consummate her after the marriage. In other words. So the man is not going to be rushing that woman to go in and oh, we need to go in and have sex right now. Oh no, we need to, you know, we need to get this in right now. I need to know. I need, you know, I'm with my husband <laughs> and I'm referencing him because he used to say this a lot back when we first was dating. Well, uh, well, you gotta try it before you get it. You know what I mean? Before you keep it. And all those kind of things. Did we not did we talked about this before, right? <laughs> How you doing? Look, hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know. Okay. I, a lot of people do it that way, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. they wait and and um it's like buying a car. You don't go in and just look at that car and say, Hey, I like that car. I want it. Mm -hmm. No, you're gonna test it first. You're gonna drive it and mm -hmm. see how it feels and if you wanna spend your money on it. But the other side is two sides of every story. Everybody is called, many are called, but few are chosen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's um sometimes like like you just said. Some people know the Lord. Yes. Some people don't. Right. So how can you as a, uh, let's say some godly people don't even live. People that have been in the church don't even know the whole word mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. So when you get in a relationship, how you expect that person, if they ne never read the Bible, mm -hmm. they just going off of what somebody else said, what the pastor said and or what, you know, they, they learned in their homes. Right. Make a long story short is. That man, now he's taking what he knows right. or what he's seen, and he's saying, okay, 
I need to tr- the average man. That's like what you I'm just saying. Said, I'm backing up what you yes, just said. Yes, yes. Now the average man, if he's never been to church, he never read the Bible. Yep. What is he going by? Yes, he's got to go by what he learned in life. That's what I'm saying. And so the average man is going to try that car mm-hmm. before he buys. Right. Exactly. Or they, a lot of people you got nowadays, this new generation. You know, a lot of people living together. A lot mm-hmm. of people sleep together first. Right. Then they want to try to. You know, married, build, a relationship build a relationship or make something out of this person that you never knew. Right. So, anyways. And then they look for that man to be this man that they say they wanted, mm-hmm. which is a man of God. Yes. But that man don't even know God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sometimes. And that man didn't even, don't even pray or talk to God to even get to know what God even want him to do when it comes to the woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now physical <clears throat> relationship is a sacred ritual for him. And he always will follow the rules. So when you are dealing with a man that is supposed to be there for that wife and, and that's looking for a woman of God or wanting that wanting to have a woman who he can be, you know, um, in love with and those kind of things married to, he's going to follow a lot of these things before he gets married. Now, also after he gets married, selfishness has no place in a marriage. As a husband... Okay, meets the needs of his wife, he will find that um he himself reaps the benefits. So if a person is not selfish in the in the marriage, in the relationship, that person is going to reap the benefits of that wife. And especially if that wife loves him and has a heart for him, which a lot of us women do. A lot of us women will get married and put up with a whole lot of things, you know, within the marriage. Before we actually just be done, you know, or just be like, okay, you know what? I had enough of this. You know what I'm saying? But we will come to our husbands to let them know how we're feeling about things, right? Okay, so Paul, like I said, Paul was not speaking to the men about us women being submissive. He was talking to the wives and he was telling them, this is what God requires. This is what, you know, is required for your husband. And then he spoke to the husbands. And told them to love us. Now, why would God tell the man to love the woman? Okay, man, God told the man, well, Paul told the man from what God wanted him to say that he wanted the men to love their wives. Now, what is a husband's responsibility when it comes to that, right? The husband's responsibility is to love his wife without selfishness, without reservation, and without um, condition. Okay. Um, he pulled to love her like he loved the church and love himself, which is what the word of God says unto death. Love her, seek um her best good, you know what I'm saying? Sacrifice for her, benefit um for her benefit, and give her yourself, the man give himself to her wholeheartedly. And when that's all done, love her some more. This is what it's supposed to look like. Now, respect is submission. Now, women didn't know this. If they didn't know this, now you know it, that when you respect a man, you are submitting. And then when a husband loves the wife, she's he's also in submission. Mm-hmm. He's in submission too. So anything that involves approaching one another in a humble manner of loving others as ourselves or putting um, others' needs um, even before our own is a form of submission. A lot of people did not um, do not correlate those together, that when you are doing things for people, when you're loving them, when you're respecting them, when you are living in the way that God told you to live, that is submitting. 
And so, you know, a lot of women get blamed for, oh, you're not submitting to me and those kind of things and stuff like that. But a woman, it makes a woman, it makes it easy for a woman to submit to a man when the man is submitted wholeheartedly to God. And also, too, when that man is showing the love that God says to show to that woman, it makes it much easier for that woman to love that man. It ain't got to be no yelling, no screaming, no hollering, no, no cussing, no none of those things, because none of that is of God and none of that is respectful. Um, when a man loves a woman and, and loves his wife, that's what he's going to do. Now, um, you know, you got some men out here. And the reason why we're discussing this, I'm discussing this tonight, because like I said, there's never been like a real example sometimes in front of a lot of men when it comes to uh, what love, what that love for that wife looks like. A lot of people are loving people the way they want to love them and not loving them according to how God created that person to be loved. So I think that sometimes we need to go to God and we need to say, God, show me how to love my wife or show me how to love my husband like me. Um, when I wasn't loving my husband the way that I should have been loving him, the way that he deserved to be loved and the way that he was designed to actually be loved, um, I was loving him with the love that I knew from growing up, from watching my mom, you know, and her marriage, you know, and those kind of things. So that wasn't the way to love him. And some of us women, we do the same thing. We're loving our husbands from what we saw growing up, our examples, the women that were in front of us, especially if those women was not women of God. They weren't mothers of the church. They wasn't, you know, and all those things. We grew up loving the way we saw love given and being done and demonstrated in our homes. Right or not, right or wrong. And so therefore, we were loving them the way that we wanted. I was loving my husband the way that I thought he was supposed to be loved, but he wasn't receptive to that. So there was a lot of disagreements and arguments and all those kind of things because the adjustments needed to be made. And that's what we don't like to do. We don't like to make adjustments. We just want to keep going on and on with what we believe we should be doing and how we believe it should be done. And God wants to correct that tonight. He wants to correct that in all of us tonight, that we need to come to him. And we don't know how to be in a loving relationship. You know, you have people who have been in marriages, so many marriages or so many relationships and nothing is working out. They could be the most beautiful, beautifulest person on the outside, but still can't seem to hold on to a relationship or hold on to a marriage. And there is a reason behind that. If you continue in, in doing things the same way over and over again, because you had never had no example on what that looked like, what a loving relationship really looked like, then you're going to keep making the same mistakes. Yes. And then you're going to continue to do the same. You can't love your wife the way that you think that that wife should be loved. She has to be loved the way God designed her to be loved. And everybody ain't designed the same. You know, they have these this book out called The Love Five Love Languages, right? And I'm sure we all probably took the love language test. And so if you did take that test, and, and if you have a husband, then that husband should know, okay, this is the way she needs to be loved. This is what she desires. And then listen to that and take that and begin to do those things that will love that wife like he loves himself and like Christ loved the church in order for that woman to uh you know, be vibrant in the marriage, you know, but there's a lot of women out there that are frustrated. There's some women out there that are really going through it when it comes to wanting to be in a loving relationship or in a marriage that they're not getting the love that they deserve. In other words, you know, they're getting uh, the man working hard, long hours, no time spent, 
Um, you know, because a man thinks that that's all he really, some of them think that, you know, just working all the time is something that is loving the wife. You're not loving the wife because you're out there working all day. <laughs> that wife can go out there and work too. You have to still come home, be respectful. You have to help out in the house. You know, love is a lot of different things here. You know what I'm saying? You got, especially if you got children, you need to help out. There's nothing wrong with a man sometimes cooking for that wife or doing some other things that, you know, the wife maybe always do all the time. You know, quality time spent, you know, on his own. A woman wants a man to do these things on his own and not because she's complaining about it or yelling about it or any of those things. You know, she just want a man that's going to come in and he's going to say, okay, you know what? Let me do this for my wife tonight. Let me choose to do this on my own. Let me choose my wife over whatever is going on in my day today. I'm going to choose to give her all of my love, all my respect, my time, my energy. I'm going to choose her today. And sometimes you will get in a, a marriage or relationship with a person who don't make those choices. You know, like uh, I think I told you guys one time, we had a friend, you know, uh, I'm a, a friend from Orlando and, you know, I called him one day on a weekend and, you know, the first thing he said to me was, okay, Loretta, you know what? I love you and William, but you know, the weekends are for my family. So I don't take no business calls and nothing. The only reason why I picked up this call so I can let you know that. And that's something I didn't know. So when he said that to me, that really stayed with me because I really respected him for telling me that, you know, we can't do no business today. I'll see you on Monday because the weekends is for my family. And that's what I feel like love is. A love is when you make a choice to actually love the person. You make that choice to actually be with them. You make that choice to take that time to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to not, I'm going to refrain from this for today. And I'm going to go ahead and do this for, you know, my wife, you know, loving her, letting her know that she is important. You know, some men let, you know, some men, you know, show their feelings. You know, a lot of some men don't show their feelings. They hide their feelings when it comes to their wives. But, you know, those men's kudos to those men, you know, that show their feelings. Because I just think that is such a sexy thing. And I think that is a very beautiful thing when a man can show his true feelings for his wife. In, out in the open and not just behind closed doors because you got some men who just love you behind closed doors and when you get out in the open it's totally different you know so anyway babe what do you have to say <laughs> you are sitting there so God. quiet <laughs> but i know your turn's coming Hallelujah. so <laughs> so yeah God. so this this is just you know what my thoughts were as far as women because i've talked to women all the time about their marriages and different mm -hmm. things going on and you know yeah, well, the whole thing is this, you know, sometimes you got to let, let go, let God. Hallelujah. Sometimes, you know, I just, uh, you got to hear. Yes. And hear what the spirit is saying. Yes. So now what my wife is saying is good because when she asked me that earlier, the proverb 31 woman, right? Mm -hmm. When you look at that, I was like, you know what? Is there such thing as a proverb 31 man? Mm. We always hear the scripture or read the scripture and they say men of valor. You know, uh, uh, you know what men should do as far as in the church. Yes. But what do they say about a man as far as a standard? Mm -hmm. What is you know you got the Proverbs thirty one woman, but what about the Proverbs thirty one man? Is it such thing as that? Mm -hmm. So I was reading this, and it says this: the Proverbs thirty one woman <laughs> is. Uh, let me say this. Let me get into this. It says the. <laughs> 
the Proverbs 31 woman, not about it's not about being perfect. Mm -hmm. It was not about her being perfect. That's right. So what she and some of the things that she did, this is what they talk about. Mm -hmm. So now it's when you talk about that Proverbs 31 woman, it was about living life with a purpose. Yes. She was living life with a purpose because she had a husband. Mm -hmm. She had a husband. But this woman now. I had to go back and think of these things because when you said that to me, I had to think about everything or every woman that I saw in my life as far as my grandmother, my mother, my mother-in-law and all the women that's been around me mm -hmm. and my great, you know, grandmother-in-law, which was, um, and all the women that's been in my life. Mm -hmm. So the one that I had to think about the most is my grandmother. Because I never seen her argue with my grandfather. I never seen him fight. Mm -hmm. So my example was her. If any woman on this earth was close to a Proverbs proverb 31 wife, mm -hmm. it would be my grandmother. Okay. And I was telling my wife that. And then I said, okay, what about a man? Proverbs 31 man. Well, my grandfather, he worked a lot. He fought in World War I. Mm -hmm. He goes to church. He believed in God. He worked hard. And this is some of the stuff that I learned. He was a man of integrity, honor, and all those things. Mm -hmm. So when you think about it, that Proverbs 31 woman, it says uh, she had a she had a purpose. She worked diligently. Mm -hmm. She was forgiving. She had a spirit of repentance. And she was a strong woman. Mm -hmm. And then the scripture talks about a woman, a virtuous woman, for her price is far above rubies. Yes. So we hear all this stuff about the woman. Yes. But what do we hear about the man? So I thought about that when you said that. Yes. What do so when I was telling my wife, the impartation tonight is for young men yes. and women. Mm -hmm. Because the book of Proverbs give, give us a lot of wisdom on, you know, uh, young men, what they should do in all this. And also Apostle Paul. But this one thing here I found, Proverbs 31, the man, it says here, the man is strong enough. This proverb 31 man should be strong enough not to fear his wife's strength. And he value, he values her strength. Yes. And that's this is what it is. <clears throat> so I thought about it. Mm -hmm. Now you're talking about, we're talking about impartation tonight with young for young people, young men and women. Because the scripture, when you talk about the whole scripture of the Bible, is all about in reading God's word in those books. Mm -hmm. As I was reading through everything, a lot of the really the great men in the Bible has fallen short. Yes. You know what I'm there saying? There was no it's, real examples in so there. So almost everybody in the Bible sinned, mm -hmm. you know, all until we get to Jesus Christ. Yes. Because most the average man, you know, you know or man in the Bible, mm -hmm. from Moses to Joshua, pretty much all those men had made mistakes. They were not perfect they, husbands. They or not some, perfect husbands, but just men like the Bible says they're supposed to be as far as husbands. But they had gifts and, and God imparted some things into them that to use for battle, to be a king or whatever it may be. Right. You know, Apostle Paul was a call to write five books in the Bible. Mm -hmm. But now the standard <clears> is, <throat> and I was telling my wife earlier, the reason why you don't have a standard for man is because you had the perfect man in front of you, which was Jesus Christ. Yes. The perfect man that every man should strive to be like him. He's yes. the one that set the standard for man. So really it answers that for man. The Proverb 31 woman was just an example for women's, women to strive to be. Like we striving to be like Jesus. A man is striving to be like Jesus Christ, which is the perfect man. Mm -hmm. Now, it's, you know, 
you striving towards that, but we know no man on this earth could ever be Jesus Christ. Right. Could never be perfect. Right. So you're never going to be a perfect hu husband, but his standard that he left and what we live by as a man, we're supposed to strive to be like him. That's he's our example. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 31 woman, they, they didn't want, they don't, they don't want the woman to be perfect, but they want you to strive to be like this woman. Right. So every example in the Bible through history is, is an example for us that we can do this. Right. We're supposed to do better things than what Jesus Christ right. is doing did and mm -hmm. that's what he was saying and then when he compared us to the church he says love your wife like he loved the church yes he prepared it as much as he he gave his life for that and he said as a man you're supposed to do your best to do what i did or you might even, you know what the only way a man can do it better i mean close to him or whatever you got to be filled with the holy spirit mm -hmm. you got to really all those men in the bible that accomplished these things they walked with god yeah, I don't know how many people. Some people don't even want to fast one day. Some some people don't even want to pray at all. So how can you say, uh, oh, help me, Holy Spirit? If you wanted to get that close to walk, to be that Proverb 31 woman mm -hmm. and to be Jesus Christ, you got to give up some things. Your yeah. flesh got to die. Yes. So there's no, if you're not willing to do that, a man on this earth can never walk with, be a perfect husband without the Holy Spirit, without giving up some things, without fasting, without praying. You know, I said, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, because we fight against principalities and wickedness that is in high places. Yes. The devil is always there trying to put a roadblock in mm -hmm. your way. Mm -hmm. So what am I saying? Yep, tell me. To impart some <laughs> things tonight is my own life. Okay. My life is an example, being married 30... 35 years and being together 38 years, yes. a man of integrity, a man that uh, nobody out there can say that I was sleeping around, yes. lying, stealing and cheating That's and right. doing all those things and mm -hmm. backstabbing. So anyway, your life, when my kids look at that's that's really my example. You can call any one of our children and ask them about their mom and their dad. Yes. I don't know who I'm talking yeah. to tonight, <laughs> but I got to be real with you. Yeah. Paul give us six examples or things that men of God should pursue. He tells you this, even this apart, the great apostle Paul, he said, you should pursue these things. What is that? Righteousness, mm -hmm. godliness, mm -hmm. faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. But I'm going to throw another one. A man must pursue holiness. If you want to get next to God, he said, what do you say? A clean hands yes. and a pure heart. Yes. And this is how you get close to God, because it's God that opened the door for your blessings. It's God that opened the door for you to be a man of God. I, you know, walk into that to be this husband that your wife desire. Yes. No man can walk do this in his own flesh, his own carnal mind. So you got to walk with God to get to the next level. Right. If you want to do something great on the earth, start walking with God, spending mm -hmm. time with him, praying, seeking his face, loving him, giving him that love. If you give that love to him, he'll he'll just have you oozing, oozing out with love yes, to everybody. He really will. You know what he I'm really saying? Will. And people, then, hold on, oh, let me ahead. get to this. <laughs> because when a man walk with God, you ever been around a pastor or a woman of God? When you're around them, you just feel their spirit, mm -hmm. and you like, oh my God, I just feel it. That's a real man or a woman of God because right. you know that you know that something is different about right, them. Right. 
because they feel with love. Yeah. They have so, that spirit of love. A lot yes. of people don't carry that spirit of love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You would think that they would, but a lot of people don't. But my thing is, is why is it so hard sometimes for a man to love, you know, their wives the way they should when they get, when a lot of men are born, they do, some of them, most of them, or I'm, there's some that don't, but some of them, the ones that receive love from their mothers. Because mm-hmm. my thing is, if a man love his mom, a lot of times he going to love that woman. Mm-hmm. Now, but a man to me still seems like it's so hard for them to learn how to balance everything. You know what I mean? Especially when it comes to showing that wife the love that she deserves to be shown. Okay, now the same thing, just like you said, that is the woman showing him balance in her life mm-hmm. to show him the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's a give and take. Right, definitely. So it takes both sides to, you know what I'm saying? Yes. You got to, it takes both, you got, you growing into one. Yes. So somewhere, I was I was thinking this when my wife said that to me, Proverbs 31 woman. Mm-hmm. I said, is it a number from one to 10? Because think about it. If you go from one to 10, somewhere in, in, in the middle or mm-hmm. somewhere in there, somebody's going to be lacking something. Mm-hmm. You might be good at three and the other person may be good at one. Right. Or whatever it may be. Right. You might be at a four and a six. Right. So what I'm trying to say is this is no somebody. Everybody out there is working on something. Gotcha. So now in that person's life. And this is the problem a lot of us have mm-hmm. in, in relationships. We're not understanding. And like you said, you got to learn each other. Or if that wife complaining, oh, you don't spend enough time with me. Or you work all the time. People don't understand. Nothing is, I keep telling them, pe- people, nothing is written in stone. Right. So you got to compromise some things. If you see some stuff getting out of order, don't come to your husband Oh, I'm tired of you doing this. I'm tired of you saying this. I'm tired of you doing that. Right. And, and and be like, you know what? I see this going this way. Mm-hmm. So what is the compromise out of it? You're right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Okay, baby. And I, I, I agree that. with that. I won't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to do. Husband and wives got to learn how to. This is what Jesus was saying. Love, the mm-hmm. love that I give to the church, I want you to give to your wife. Yes. So that love, what do he do? He's forgiven. He he treats the church with respect. He he even die for the church. What husband, a real man, won't really won't die for his wife, right? If you really love her, right, right, and you cherish her. Mm-hmm. And these are the words you say in your vows. The average man that I know, they're not perfect, right? But if they really love their wives, they will. They willing to fight for. Mm-hmm. They willing to die for. Okay. Ain't no real man gonna let you just come in their house and and kill them and their wife. Right. right. Let's be right. honest. They will protect. Because that's what a man does. A man that's loves a man. to protect. Exactly. And those kind of things. But this stuff has been like to me. You you hear this all the time, and this has been the test of time. Mm-hmm. It's like a, when a woman feels as though that husband is not spending enough time with her, she goes out there and finds another man. This is what I find really ridiculous. The, the because you you got a good husband. That husband is doing the best that he can. He going to work. He, you know, he trying to serve the Lord and those kind of things. But then you got these women who will go out there and have an, have an affair because their husband is busy at work. And my thing is, is that I think that's stupid in the sense that you're spending all this time with this man just because your husband is spending a lot of time at work. And that man, if you're able to spend all this time with him, then that man must not have no job. 
Mm-hmm. He must not be working. He must not have what you really need other than time to spend with you. But like you just said, there's a there should be a compromise there mm-hmm. where the husband needs to open up his mind and his spirit to be able to allow that woman to tell him, well, this is what I feel is going on without blowing up, getting up, getting angry and all those kind of things. But is able to open up and and like you said, and y'all compromise the 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 women and the the man and wife mm-hmm. compromise on what is going on uh evangelist say here she said it is very hard sometimes for a man when there was never a woman or a mother figure in his life um and that is sometimes the reason why they are the way they are towards their wives and that's very true very true let go me, ahead let me talk about it okay because what you just said mm-hmm. now the church the way the church is set up mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't get it you know we used to be in church all the time and some pastors you'd be like this pastor here, why this pastor didn't raise up like people to take over? Yes, the pastor got right or whatever it may right. be. Mm-hmm. Okay, the scripture is speaking about that. The impartation I'm talking about tonight is mm-hmm. for older men, older men, the elders of the church was supposed to impart what they learned into the young men. Yes, in the same way today, the women, yes, the older women are supposed to impart into the younger women mm-hmm. what they learn and what should they do. Yes. Okay, this standard comes from God and His Word. Mm-hmm. Okay. The example is Jesus Christ, what I said. But now the problem is a lot of people, uh, this young generation don't want to hear nothing from the elders mm-hmm. because they know everything. Mm-hmm. You know, they you can't tell them nothing. That's why you got a bunch of young folks out there running crazy rampant because they don't think about reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. They don't want to pray. They don't want to go to church. Yes. They, it's just this great falling away, which mm-hmm. the Bible speaks of. Yes. But now they impart something, people like us, People yes. that go on this airways, I mean, yep. you know, the podcast yep. and talk about and you see an example yes. that live this 38 years, yes. 35 years married. Yes. Some young folks need to hear this. Yes. When you get in a relationship with somebody, it's really supposed to be to death do you part. Yes. When Jesus Christ, that example, that's the example of marriage. He died for the church. He lives his life for the church. Yes. And he loved the church so much that he was willing to give his life. Yes. That's what he's saying. That's our example. That's what you're supposed to live in your marriage, that I love you. And whatever you say, I, I can forgive this. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We can work through this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nothing too hard for God. No. God is on our side. I was telling my wife, what's the difference between when you get married in a church and you go down to the courthouse. Mm-hmm. The difference is you got God on your side. Mm-hmm. But yes. also you got a standard to live by. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they give you at the courthouse because yes. I didn't do it. Yes. I haven't we we married under the word of God. Yes. So when you're married up under the word of God, you got a standard, you got a book to go by, mm-hmm. you got examples in there how couples should live. And Jesus Christ left us a standard to live by. Mm-hmm. It's really, you know, he wants us to live holy. Yeah, he does. He wants us to respect mm-hmm. one another, love one another. Because you just got so many people getting married and getting divorced, like in no time flat. Mm-hmm. Like they don't even give it a chance to even try to work the situation out before they just go ahead and just divorce. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and that's the that's the example we got right now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. It's like, where are the men of God that's showing these you know, examples of how a husband should love his wife. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying out in the open, open now. Okay. Yeah. We got, you know, some pastors out there who is doing it, but there's a lot of pastors out there that's not doing it. There's a lot of people out there that's not doing it at all. And all we're seeing the examples that all the young people are seeing is, okay, let's get married and let's divorce, you know, in no time. 
three months, you know what I'm saying? Or, or whatever, because this is what the world is showing, you know, folks about being married, you know? I, I feel this this way too. It's like uh, when you read those stories in the Bible, a lot of people went through things mm -hmm. to get this person. Yeah. And, and a lot of times now these young people think that you can just walk in a person's life and take their child and, and, and yes. not have to give anything Come back. on now. You know, Come not on. be there for the family or whatever it may yes. be back in the day. And that they can disrespect the family. They can just come and just get get the the, the parent's daughter mm -hmm. and or and or son and be disrespectful to the parents. But a lot of time it's the kids. It's the way they growing up now. See, when we was growing up, we had respect for our parents. We yes. had a godly fear for our parents. Mm -hmm. And you didn't think about bringing nobody uh, something that's not up to God, your mother and father's standard. Mm -hmm. You'd be too scared to. They probably be them beat the daylights out to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You bring somebody crazy to their house. Okay. It's no fear now. It's yeah. no reference with yeah, God. Because it's no even, reference with your parents. Right. Because back in the day, um, well, not in the day, in the Bible, it talks about, too, how, uh, you know, money was given mm -hmm. or things were given. Riches or whatever you call it, uh, cows and cattle, all that stuff was given for a person's daughter to marry. Mm -hmm. And um, and now today it's like okay, you just give your your daughter over to be married, and now you don't you know the person don't have to give you anything. You just mm -hmm. you know they should give you respect. They should, and that and they ain't even trying to give you that these days. So yeah. yeah. So they extend. Well, a lot of times this happens because people don't read the word of God. Yes. You know, if you don't read the word of God, you have no standard. You mm -hmm. have nothing to live by, and that's the problem when you have something. You know, you know, there's a God. Yes. And you know, that you got the word of God. You got to live by it. When you read that, you read these scriptures or you read these books in the Bible, you see how a lot of those people in the in the Bible were just like us. Mm -hmm. They sinned. Yeah. Uh, they were scared. You know, they was yes. weak at times. Mm -hmm. They had to ask God to help them. Yeah. They didn't know. Yeah. And the fight, the men of God, they had to go to battle. Some of them, the Bible even say some of them was cowards. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So don't, don't, every man is not strong. Every man is not perfect. But you go to God and give it to God. Wherever that weakness is in a relationship between yes. a husband and a wife, you go to God and ask God to help us in that area. Right. That's why he's there for. He right. want to hear you praying yes because prayer cry is out so important and, and people say, don't think that it is people and, don't think that prayer is important and, in a marriage and it is so important it's so detrimental to your marriage because when you are not receiving what you believe that you should be receiving from your spouse don't you know you can go to god and ask god and say god you know what i'm not getting the love from my husband or my wife that i i really want and, de and deserve um, is there any way? And I know, Lord God, you change the heart of men. You you can do the changes. So is there a way, Father, that this could be changed, turned around, you know, in order for the marriage to last and be what God wants that marriage to end up being? Um, and a lot of times we're not praying those things. We're not talking to God about that. We're not talking to God about our spouses or praying coverings over them or speaking life into them and those kind of things. A lot sometimes us women, sometimes we get an attitude and we want to speak craziness. And, you know, we can't speak craziness and expect good to come. That's why I always talk about these things in the cafe. I talked about these things. I talk about them a lot. And I'm very repetitive because God wants us to get this as women. He wants us to get that. He wants the men to get it too. The men needs to get it too and understand that they need to pray for their wives. They need to pray for whatever that wife is lacking, they feel like, instead of running out there trying to find another woman to get it. 
you know, having affairs and all this kind of stuff. It's just like you get tired of hearing the same old story. Like the Bible said, there's nothing new under the sun, right? There's nothing new under the sun. That's what folks say, right? So if there's nothing new under the sun, then you want to, you know, you constantly, you know, got this stuff constantly going on. This is nothing new that a husband, you know, some of these husbands are having affairs or it's nothing new that some of the wives are stepping out on their husbands and those things and having affairs as well. And it's like, you got all this stuff going on when really to tell you the truth, you need to talk to each other and you need to communicate with each other um, on a better level mm-hmm. so that you, you know, and talk to God so that God can help y'all to uh to be able to be one in the marriage you know a lot of people ain't one in their marriage still a lot of people still doing separate everything you know paying the rent separate separate accounts which is nothing wrong with having separate accounts but it, it all it's too much some some marriages are too much separateness like that person is living their way and 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 the wife is living their way and mm-hmm. that is not of god neither god said he wants you to become one yes and that's that's what you're working. That's your standard. That's mm-hmm. what you're working towards. Yes. Become one. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm here to tell you that Come I now. let the Holy Spirit <laughs> help you. Yes. That's your, you know, the woman is the helpmate. So when you and when a woman in a relationship, the scripture says there's when you build a house, count the cost. Yes. So when a you got a husband, you got a wife. And you want to do some things together. You got to come together and get on one accord. Mm-hmm. Right. How can two walk together unless they're in agreement? Yes. So you come in agreement with their husband and their wife, whatever your weaknesses are, you read the word of God and then you pray on it. Mm-hmm. You pray, ask God, you know, in this area, strengthen us, yes. help us become one. Yes. Help us love one another again. Help us work this issue out. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of couples don't do. A lot of people don't do, period. Don't you know, if you give that thing to God, whatever it may be, God can handle it better than you. The earth is the oh, Lord and the fullness there. <laughs> yes, a lot of people want to handle it on their own. But I'm learning that sometimes you got to give some things over to God. You know what? Hallelujah. I was reading and uh, a lot of books in the Bible. Don't you know the children of uh, oh, Go ahead. Hallelujah. Go ahead. The children of Israel? <laughs> every time their leader died or God, uh, something happened. Mm-hmm. They always run out, <clears throat> want to run to an idol. Yes. you know, a golden calf or something, or another god they want to serve because they did they they never seen God, so mm-hmm. they wanted a god that they could see. And that's sometimes wives or, or husbands they looking for help. And they go to other people instead of going to God. You know what I'm saying? He's right there for you. You you say he's a spirit, but God fills us. God sees us. God loves us. And we got to get to a point. No, stop running after the things of this world for help and all that. Run to God. Get on your knees and pray about it and wait for God. Listen and wait for God to give you the answer to your prayers. You know what I'm saying? That husband don't want to act right. Get on your knees. But a lot of time we pray and we take it back. Stop praying and taking it back. You know, we got to you got to realize men and women of God, if you got a problem in your marriage, go to God. You know, and that's that's what I'm imparting tonight. My life, my lifestyle. This is what Jesus did when he died on that cross. He died for all of us. And when you look at his life, he paid the price Mm -hmm. that we could never repay. So we want to be more like him. But we can never be him. Well, I have a word right now. The Holy Spirit just gave me this word, and I'm just going to put it out there. The Holy Spirit told me to speak to the men. Man, men, men of God, you need to learn how to love your wife. 
You are not loving her the way that God loves the church. And that's why you're having the problems you're having in your marriage. Stop blaming your wife and your kids for what your problem is. The Holy Spirit said you need to lay prostrate before him and get your instructions on how to love your wife. You are not loving her the way that she needs. You are not loving her with the love of him. You need to love your wife as you love the church and love yourself. You are not to do what you're doing. And that's why you're going through what you're going through in your household. So tonight is your night. If you are on here tonight and you are listening as a man, God is saying, set your household in order. And in order to do that, you need to lay prostrate before the Lord and you need to begin to ask God how to love your wife because you're loving her with love that's not of him. And that's the word. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for that word. Hallelujah. And I, like I always say, you got to take it like a good message. Yes. Pastor is preaching. When he going down your road, mm -hmm. you take what's yours. Yes. And you pray about it and you change. Yes. The whole problem with a lot of men and women in the Bible, mm -hmm. they never wanted to repent. They yes. never wanted to change. Yes. So they had to go through all these mm -hmm. things. Yes. And God was already had it there for you the whole time. Hallelujah. Learn how to love mm. one another and repent. Hallelujah. Turn Jesus. from your wicked Glory. ways that you'll right. hear from God. Yes, Lord. You know what I'm saying? That's what God Somebody wants. out there tonight. God wants that because it's so much hate when it comes to a wife. It's so much. It's where's the love? Where is the love? Where is the love? And that's what God wants. He wants love in these marriages and in his households. And all those things, you know, he want that man to sit down and listen to that woman and, and listen to what she's saying, what her grievances are and begin to make the changes that is necessary in himself in order to bring about, you know, the the uh, a good conclusion. You know what I'm saying? A good a good situation in your home. Peace, joy, happiness, love, all those things, the fruits of the spirit. You know, God doesn't want um, the, the husband, you know doing all these things and thinking that that's what the woman wants. He needs to listen to what the woman desires and begin to do the things that she's asking, especially if it's, if it lines up with the word of God, you know? Amen. Two things <clears throat> to give you before we close. Hallelujah. That Proverbs 31 woman, she built up her home and she also did business in the city. Yes. So she built up her home. That's, that's the word tonight. Mm, that's good. She built it up. You got to build up your, your house spiritually, yes. Yes. your physical house, mm -hmm. build it up by the word of God. Yes. You know, and then take this and they just keep hitting me that a lot of men say, oh, then when they see a strong black woman, you know, call her names out of her name. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. The Proverbs 31 woman was a strong woman. Mm -hmm. So it takes a strong woman to make a strong man. Yes. So value her strength. Yes. You know, don't don't. Don't take, don't be defensive about it. Yes. You know, take that like your wife is strong. Yes. So you should be a strong man. Right. Evidently, if, if you weak in a certain area, you should start as a man. You should want to strengthen yourself because yes. the man is the head. That's right. So you go to God mm -hmm. where God can strengthen you in that area. So, you know, we just want to thank you tonight for tuning in. But yes. man, God is good. And yes, we pray that you is. got something out of that <clears throat> word. Yes, and, he and is. We so, receive that word tonight. Yes. Sometimes, men, you need to hear a word. And like I said, like in a good sermon, you take what's yours and throw the rest back. Yes. You want to pray the impartation? Yeah, hallelujah. Let's hallelujah. Pray. We're going to pray the impartation. Dear Lord, we're thankful tonight. Hallelujah. We come 
before you again as humble as we know how we thank yes. you for the word tonight thank you lord because evidently tonight is an impartation yes. for men for yes. women yes. to get get their house in order yes and get right with you there's a standard you you've given us the standard by your word father by yes. your scripture hallelujah so lord we believe your word your yes. word is true lord we love you yes we love you with our whole heart and soul because we can't do this walk without you yes so lord we thank you tonight we touch them right now. Touch yes. marriage couple. Hallelujah. Touch the young people tonight. Yes. Each and every one that listened to this word tonight. Thank you, let Lord. them get a revelation, Lord, that we need you. And yes. we need a change in our lives, in our marriage, in our hearts, in yes. our souls. Yes. Lord, strengthen us tonight. Strengthen us, Lord. And we thank you for it thank right you, now, Lord. Lord. Thank you for me and my wife. Thank you for the word tonight. And thank you for you, most of all, Father. Thank this you, prayer is prayed in your loving son, Jesus' in name. In Jesus' name. And we say... Amen. <clears throat> amen. 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 So amen. we just want to know if anybody has any questions before we actually sign off tonight. Yes. Um, about what we talked about. You know, I mean, you know, if you have any questions, we're here. Um, you know, good word. Good word. <laughs> you know, God is God is preparing <clears throat> some people out there. Yes, you know, he he's is. preparing you for your blessing. Yes, he is. And, and a lot of times we we fall short sometime and we don't see what God is doing in our lives. Yes. Sometimes just take some time just to listen. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people think because they pray, they want to answer right away. But listen, God will speak to you. Yes, he will. Hallelujah. Yes, he will. He will speak. And he, you know, God love is amazing. And, mm -hmm. you know, he wants us women to be loved and he wants the husbands to love us. And he wants us to feel that love and not just be a person who just does this or does that. You know, mm -hmm. God wants us to have that husband that shows love and is love and walk with love and talk with love and Hallelujah. just be love, you know? Mm -hmm. So God wants us to have all that. You know, he does. Yes. He wants us to become one in our marriages and our relationships. He do. Mm -hmm. Okay, you have to say, can you please speak on the question that I asked about men not having mothers or women in his life? Can you elaborate? Yeah, you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, they don't have, <clears throat> but that's what we just saying tonight. Would they have don't have mothers and all that? You got the word of God, you got the scripture, you mm -hmm. gotta read the Bible. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's your standard. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because God is your father. Yeah. So your father is giving you a word. He's giving you examples. He's giving you the scripture and the Bible to live by. Yeah. So really, people, you can't make it. the scripture says this. He's, the scripture says it's no excuse for sin. Yeah. So it's no excuse for you living any kind of a wild lifestyle and all that. Mm -hmm. You doing that because you want to live it. Yes. The word of God don't tell you to live a wild, a wild lifestyle. No. He said holy. <clears throat> in the, in the twelve one. Romans 12, 1, that's your reasonable service. Yes. You know, be yeah. a living sacrifice under Yes, him. that's right. You know what I'm saying? So we got to start reading the word. And then this, I, I, Holy Spirit, thank you. Um, stop reading the Bible like it's just a book. The Bible is the living word. That, that word come alive in your life. When you pray and you read those scriptures, it comes alive. Yes. And God can change your life forever. Yes. And I'm going to just add on that women, when you have a husband that didn't have a mother that was a loving mother to your husband, you have to pray for them. You have to pray that God will grow them up, you know, that they will grow up in their spirit and, and grow more spiritually and begin to change that narrative in their life. Because 
just because we had, didn't have certain things when we were growing up doesn't mean that once we become grown, that we can't implement those things in our lives. So I'm going to say, yes, get into the word of God and begin to read the word and begin to live it. OK, that's what that man needs to do. If he's never uh, shown been shown love, well, God can show that man love. And once God really hit that man's spirit and show that man some real love, meaning the Holy Spirit, then I believe that that can change the narrative of that husband's life. That person that didn't have a mom or that person that didn't have because there's somewhere down the line. There was a woman that loved that person. He just didn't know how to re really receive it. And so the best way to receive love is going to be from God. And he is the best one to teach you how to love. But you have to pray for your husband because maybe he doesn't know that he could go to God and ask him to help him to have love in his heart for you as the wife, mm -hmm. you know, and then maybe wife, you can come and take your husband's hand and pray with him that God will show, give him the love in his heart for you as the wife so that he can know how to be a man that loves. Amen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Another Hallelujah. question. How about the um, view that have um, the, how about the men that have mothers, but they don't have a good relationship with their mother? Okay. Well, you want to take that? Yeah. If you don't have a good relationship with your mother, that means the same thing. You need to pray about it. Yeah. You need to pray. Take your mom in prayer mm -hmm. because no son should be out of order with their mother. Mm -hmm. So you take that to God in prayer. And then as a man, as a, as a son, sometimes you got to search your own heart and humble yourself and say, you know what? It, nobody, God didn't promise you a good mom or a dad. Right. So you take them in prayer and then you, you try to work on it yes. slowly. Mm -hmm. What can you, I, I don't, hallelujah. let's say, let me, okay. hold on. Okay. Let, me, let me get this one <laughs> because my mother, my mother going home to be with the Lord, right. my grandmother. Yes. No, nothing. It bothers me when you say you got a problem with your mother and your father, because it should be nothing that you can't work out with them. Yes. It's like me as a man of God and loving God. Mm -hmm. I know I've been with God too long that if I make if I make a mistake, I'm not going to say forget God. I'm going to say, you know what, Lord, I apologize. Mm -hmm. I feel it in my spirit. I did something wrong. Yes. So I go to God and, and repent for that sin. Mm -hmm. Same way you should be with your mother and father. I don't know who we talking to tonight, mm -hmm. but God, want, you know what I'm saying? You need to make that relationship right with yes. your mother or your father, whatever right. it may be, whoever we talking to tonight, mm -hmm. but get it right with your parents. Well, what if the parents passed on and they never did have a good relationship and you with you got to go to God. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You got to release with that with God. Things happen. Yes. You know, somebody died in your family or whatever. You didn't get a chance to talk I would to them say or the whatever. Same thing. You got to go to God and, re and repent that right. I didn't get there. Right. And, and well, since you brought that up, I never, I didn't make it to my mother's funeral. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not that I was a bad son or anything. It's just at the time when it happened, we was moving. Mm -hmm. And back in the day, you know, they took the phone service three days to switch your phone service. Yes. So when I called, my mother was off. My cousin said, we just buried your mother today. Mm -hmm. But I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. But she came back to me like a month later and she got a, she got out of this limo and she waved at me and she said, son, I'm OK. And she was looking young and everything, and she got back in the limo mm -hmm. and drove off. I knew she made it to heaven. Plus confirmation, they said when she went to church that Sunday, she was walking with a cane, but she threw the cane down and praised God. That's for somebody tonight. She praised God like she never praised God before. 
And then the confirmation of the limo that came up, I knew my mother made it to heaven. Right. And that gave me a peace. That gave you peace. That, mm -hmm. and, and that's going to give somebody out there that's listening tonight. Mm -hmm. You didn't go, you know, your mom died or whatever it may be. And you didn't. God can give you right. a peace. You weren't able to ask yes. forgiveness for your actions, but I'm going to say. You will see him again. Yeah, you will. And that's good. And so that's what that man needs to do. He needs to repent to God. He needs to say, mm -hmm. especially if his mother passed on. Um, if the mother is still alive, then definitely make it right because God did not promise any of us perfect parents. Yes. He just says uh, for the parent to train us up the way we should go and we shall not depart. But also he told the parents not to, uh, you know, bring our bring their children to wrath. Sure. But also, yes. too, we are to respect and love our parents. We are yes. to respect our mother, respect. love our mothers, love our fathers. You know, so your day and so our days shall be long. So that's right. So yes. if a man is having a problem with his mother, then he needs to go and ask forgiveness of his mother. And um, and accept the relationship for what it is. If he doesn't want to make the relationship better, um, just accept the mom for who she is and accept the relationship the way it is and begin to change the narrative in his own life. See, we don't have to be a product of what we grew up through. You know what I mean? We matter, you know, like me, I grew up in the hood of Philadelphia, you know, North Philly. But because I grew up in the hood, don't mean the hood is in me. You know, so it's just all about how you can change the narrative of your life. You can make those changes, you know, in your life. You don't have to keep doing relationships or having the relationships you've been having. You just need to sit down and examine you. And that's why, like I said, I always talk about things in the, um, I always deal with the person when we're dealing with, um, when we're talking about marriage in the cafe, because you are the one that need to be changed. It's not always the other person. It's not always, you know, somebody else or the, you know, whatever, you know, well, husbands yes. and wives, the wives always want to blame the husbands, the husbands want to blame the wives, but no, mm -hmm. they have to change. You have to change you. You mm -hmm. have to get with God and say, God change me in ways I never thought I could be changed. Yes. And then God will change you in those ways. So mm -hmm. that man just need to um, go to God and ask God to help him to love what God is blessed him with, whether it be his mom, his wife, whatever, you know, his mom is not even more that you have to just say, God, you know, go and repent and say, God, I'm sorry, but not loving her the way I should, should have loved her. But Lord, help me to love my wife the way that you want me to love my wife, the way my wife was designed to be loved. Help me to love her that way. So that way you are not also loving your one, your wife, the way you want to love her in the love that you saw growing up. No. Those love that love we saw growing up, get rid of it if it wasn't good and start start over and ask God, change my heart, Father, and let me love my spouse the way that you designed for them to be loved. Put it in my heart to be able to do what you do for them. And God will help us to do that. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Any more Amen. questions? Okay. All righty then. Well, we close out. We're going to close out. We thank you guys so much for joining us in the Marriage Cafe. We love coming to talk to you guys about marriage. And, you know, sometimes we just need to think. We need to just think and, like I said, change the narrative of our lives. We don't have to keep going on and having bad relationships or bad marriages. We can change those. We're grown women, grown men that we don't have to put up with you know, certain things no more. We can have a standard and God can meet that standard if we're willing to meet God too and meet meet God halfway. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right. So, all right, we're going to close out. We're going to pray real fast and then we're going to close out.
Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you, Lord God, just thank you for this beautiful, blessed, wonderful day and time, Father God, you have given all of us. Father, I'm just asking that you will just cover every marriage that's in the cafe by your blood. And that, Father God, whatever is going on in their marriages tonight, you know, turn it around, change it, change the narrative of the marriages that are presented here tonight. Father God, change their heart, mind, soul, and spirit. And Lord, allow the husbands to love their wives the way you created those wives to be loved and not with the love that they learned over the years. So anyway, Lord, we just want to say we love you. We thank you. Give you praise, glory, and honor that it's going to be a blessed week. Yes. So just have a blessed week, a blessed week financially as well. Yes. We just love y'all and thank y'all so much. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. So anyway, we thank you guys again. Make sure y'all downloading um the podcast. It's the marriage cafe. If you have Google Home or if you have uh Alexa. And they will play it for you. You will get all the new episodes because we have loaded some new episodes. Okay. So anyway, we love y'all. Have a blessed and wonderful week. And we will see you guys here again on next Sunday. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye.